You're listening to episode number one of the Full Tech Podcast. Listen, guys, this is a good one. Stick around. Check out fulltechpodcast.com. Good morning, and welcome to the Black Mesa Transit System. This automated train is provided for the security and convenience of the Black Mesa Research Facility personnel. Welcome, guys, to the Full Tech Podcast. And you're late for work, Mr. Gordon. You're late for work. Good morning, Gordon. If you didn't know, my name's Mango from KentuckyNerd.com, and we're going to talk about one of the greatest first-person shooters ever made simple as that and if you don't know what this little game is it is called half life and it is definitely one of the games that got me that i didn't even know existed first of all it's definitely one of the games that made me love pc gaming from to that point, which I'll discuss, of getting this game, which is a story in itself. Just this, all of this game made me love PC gaming, basically. This game, single-handedly, and it's it's crazy that I even had this game, first of all. But we'll get to that. And the Full Tech Podcast, by the way, is hosted by Kentucky Nerd dot com my website which i'm smango if you guys ain't following me on twitter what are you doing with your life i mean you gotta follow me on twitter at real ky nerd it's real ky nerd simple as that yeah some people call it, i've seen people on twitch call it ky nerd before that's why i switched to kentucky nerd because they kept calling me real Kai nerd all the time. And I was like, no, it's real KY nerd. But then I switched to Kentucky nerd to try to promote the website a little bit. And that didn't really work out. So I just went back to Smango or Smango TV, something like that. Just Smango. And the website from now on is just KentuckyNerd.com. But let's get to the story of how I found Half-Life. It's truly amazing how I found Half-Life. Now, I probably didn't discover Half-Life until probably 1999, I'm assuming. I know I didn't get it when it first came out. I don't I don't think it would have been possible. Let's see. 1998, I would have been 12 years old, 13. So it was definitely middle school when I got Half-Life. I didn't get a computer until I was like 8th, 7th or 8th grade, one of those. My good old Pentium 2, baby. Pentium 2 slot. Man, this is going to be a good episode, guys. So anyway, uh, from where I'm from, we used to have auctions all the time back in the 90s, especially 1998, 1999. We had auctions all the time. People were selling just everything at the time. 
I don't know what I don't know what's happened. Now, you never hear of a good auction anymore. There's online auctions. There's never no good auctions. And these places and auctions in good old eastern Kentucky, man, they'd be in barns. They'd be in just big buildings covered in smoke. Couldn't even hardly walk in there. You know, you got you signed, you're bidding left and right. Hey, you got the, you know, you got the auctioneer doing his jib jab, which I can't really do. And just so happened there wasn't, honestly, in Kentucky alone, there's not a lot of PC gamers. I mean, truthfully, there's just not a lot of PC gamers. Especially where I'm from, there's even less. There's like, there's some, but there's not. But especially in these days, even I wouldn't even consider myself a PC gamer back then. I just like video games. And computers were kind of hitting the hot button there. And, you know, the, the internet age finally kicked off in like the 1990, late 90s. You know, ICQ and MSN Messenger and AOL Messenger. So... It's all kind of happened. It's, uh, 1998, 1999 was a fantastic launch of PC games. Like if you go back and you look at what games come out in 1998 for the PC, it's kind of amazing. Anyway, I'm at, we're at this auction. And of course, I don't make any money. I, we live up a holler. And if you guys don't know what a holler is, it's a small road usually <laughs> that you can only have take. Usually, there's only one vehicle on the road that can go up. At the same time. Now where I'm from, you could pass each other fairly easy, but there is times that you have to back up, pull in the driveway and let somebody go past you. The, like there is hollers, quote unquote, that small. But I lived up a holler, you know, we didn't have much money. We lived on a farm, single parent, my mother, and we hit up the auctions because that's just where you got deals at. And if we was going to get a good deal on something, You'd hope it is an auction and nobody outbid you. So anyway, there was two, two PC games that hit the hit the auction, and I never forget it. There was, there was a strange orange box. This game I've never heard of. Never heard of this game. Didn't have a clue. You know, I wasn't subscribed to PC uh, gamer or anything like that. Especially get like I just got this PC. I didn't even have a video card for this game, truthfully. It's a miracle it even worked. But anyway, I played SimCity on Super Nintendo. And it just so happened that SimCity 3000 was released at the same time. And I don't know why these people had, like, the PC gaming is, is a mystery back home. Really, it is. Like, nobody really understood it. And at that time, I didn't. And it's kind of a miracle that I just stumbled upon this game. So they had SimCity 3000. Then they had Half-Life up there. And nobody would bid on them because nobody had a PC. Basically, I think there was, there might have been one more per, I think people had bought PCs. But they didn't buy them to play video games at this time. That's not something you, as a kid, and your parents don't know anything about it. That's not something you done was buy games just for your PC. You bought a PC, then you bought video games, you know. 
just just because you could now. It's like, uh, you, you know, you'd always get handled those 1,001 packs of games for Windows 95 or something like that. that. You know, that's the things your parents would bring home. They wouldn't bring it home Half-Life and SimCity. Let me just tell you. So, complete miracle that these games were up there. And they just so happened to go for $10 each because nobody would bid on them. And, like, the top top bid was $10. So, everybody in the whole place could pick up both games for $10 a piece. So I got the take home, not only Half-Life, a game I'd never heard of. It just, I looked at the back and I was like, oh, this looks cool. And it's got guns and you're shooting aliens. That's what it looked like on the back. Little did I know, <laughs> I was picking up one of the greatest games, literally of all time. I can't praise this game enough. I, re- I really can't. I can't praise Half-Life enough. It, it is that good and that important to pc gaming i think so i get home i'm playing this game i'm trying it out i'm playing on software mode because if you i didn't have a video card i didn't have no 3d accelerator i was like that's awesome the 3d accelerator uh but i had older cousins and stuff that had all this stuff and i brought half-life to him and he's like holy crap what kind of game did you get <laughs> Man, just, just this, this game, so good, so good. This game is, and you, you start the game, and you play as a scientist. Now I know if you're a fan of Half Life, you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Gordon Freeman. He's a freaking genius scientist that works at this lab black mesa lab in apparently new mexico and you're actually late for work (laughs) that that stuff didn't really hit me until i got older i was like man that's funny it really like that's just a funny way to be now valve is the people that made if you didn't know valve is the people that made half-life and they joined up with Sierra Online. So you got this Valve. and I've heard of Sierra before, I think, in some other games. Probably, I don't remember what it was. But yeah, Sierra Sierra Online. But uh, the person that made Valve, Gabe Newell, actually worked for Microsoft. He wanted to make a game, you know. And it just what they come up with was Half-Life. And you can go back and look at PC Gamer. And you can see how much Half-Life's actually changed from what it initially launched as. Like, completely different game. It's crazy. But, uh... So you're Gordon Freeman. You're late for work. Uh, You finally get in your hazard suit, the HEV suit. You're ready for work. Uh, you, You finally get to... What you're supposed you're supposed to help these scientists do this test, and after that, just all hell broke loose. Then you finally get the most—I I don't know why this—why <laughs> it becomes so iconic. I really don't. But you get your crowbar, your red crowbar becomes so iconic in the game, and it goes on into other games. Just it's just icon from then on. The the red crowbar. And, you know, all hell's broke loose. These aliens from a place called Zen come and they just start wrecking havoc on the lab. So, spoilers after this, 
spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you haven't played Half-Life, I don't know what's wrong with you anyway, but then apparently the government finds out about this stuff going on at Black Mesa. And so not only are you alive and fighting the aliens, you're fighting the military now. You eventually make it to the end. And man, this game is just a puzzle game. It really, it's a puzzle jumping first person shooter game. Like it's first person shooter, but it is a puzzle game and you will get screwed if you did not know to save it just multiple times in safe places. Cause if you got stuck in a place and it auto saved or something, you was just done. Like you'd have to start over. Uh, so the end, eventually you make it to the end, you kill the main Zindu. What is his name? Trying to look at it real quick. I haven't beat this game in so long. I can't remember that. Go, go narc the egg, the huge egg lane head crab. And at the end, uh, and, and you notice going back a little bit when you're going through the lab at first, you notice this strange man. He's like, he just stands out. It really does. You don't know nothing about it. He doesn't tell anything about him, especially in the game. And I don't, there might have been a manual. I sure didn't read it. But there's this guy dressed up. He's got a suitcase. Apparently his name's the G-Man. The G-Man watches you like he's everywhere. He's just watching you like a, he'll just appear. Kind of creepy when you think about it. Really creepy now that I think about it. Anyway, he follows you through the game. That At the end of the game, he's like, my employers would like to employ you. And you get a choice. So big spoilers here. If you choose to go with him, he places you, he freezes you in time, I guess. I don't know. If you choose not to, he you get teleported to a room full of alien soldiers and you're dead. <laughs> so you have to work for the man. So anyway, amazing story, amazing in game, like sequences. Like it was this game. I think I read somewhere was one of the first games to have scripted like stuff happen. Kind of like you, kind of like you would see in an RPG, but it was like in the, it was like the first thing you'd see in a first person shooter like this. Like, you know, you'd have full motion videos back in the 95s. It's huge when CD ROMs come out, but this was in game, like scripted, like stuff falling apart, bridges and, Seeing alien and aliens, uh, scientists explode, hanging on their lives, and you know you actually felt bad for these scientists that was getting laser beam. I, there's so much stuff that happens in this game; it's crazy. Another crazy thing about this game, it was the mods. Not only the mods, but the cheat, the cheat you could get in this game. You could just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know if I ever tried to, when I got the game, you know, back, back in the nineties, like cheating in video games was never really like a bad thing. Now it's almost like a bad thing these days. It's weird. And in, in 2019, like cheating, it's like, you just, you ruined the whole game. Back when I was 12 cheating, especially on half-life, like impulse one one who remembers that code, raise your hand. Or just tell me on Twitter that you remember that code. Because they just gave you everything. They gave you all the weapons. Then you had no clip. And you could just start flying around instantly. 
Then you could even kill all the scientists and stuff at first. It was wrong to do, but you could do it. They didn't block that now like they do now. Just all the cheats at first. Like you could just have fun just playing Half-Life with cheats for days. You could just fly around, shoot stuff. Crazy. Then come mods? Are you kidding me? The mods that come out for this game? This game literally made two of the biggest games ever. One is definitely one of the biggest esports, especially still, still in 2019. That's called Counter-Strike. You ever heard of that game? I'm sure you have. Then another game, which, so going back a little bit to other first-person shooters, Quake uh, had their engine, and that's what Half-Life was based on, was the Quake engine. Pretty sure it was the is either the original Quake engine or Quake Two engine. I think it's the Quake Two engine. I'm not one hundred percent sure, but I think it's the Quake Two engine. So uh, Team Fortress was actually a Quake game. Then the Team Fortress Classic, which was one of the games I played, so many hours I put in the. Team Fortress Classic. It's kind of ridiculous. There was just two mods. Not only did you have these mods, which come into the... You remember installing CD packs and the no CD patches? This was the good, good old game copy world or something like that. You had to have that for Half-Life because it just run better. You didn't have to have that CD check slow you down. So many great games and mods. The mods galore. You could have full conversion mods. Everything like you'd have a zombie half life one day, and I remember my older cousin creating his own levels. And man, just the, the amount of fun this game gave me was just unbelievable for the price. And it, it just it's crazy, it, it is crazy to think that I got lucky, lucky to even find this game. I don't know if I would have ever discovered it, but it's just crazy the way I did discover it. And it's still one of the greatest games, I think, today. I don't know where my original copy is. I did I did actually put my original stuff into Steam, though. Like, I have everything. I have all... And this game spawned expansion packs. This is before a term called DLC. You actually had full game D expansion packs i mean these stuff added full other games to the game you had uh opposing uh, force which you was becoming the military in 1999 you had half-life blue shift and you was play basically played barney which is the guard or the policeman inside of the inside of black mesa not to mention all the cool games that come after Half-Life. I mean, come on. Half-Life 2, Ring Bell, Team Fortress 2, Counter-Strike, Source, Counter-Strike, Go, Global Offense. Just amazing. Which we'll talk about those one day. But I wanted, I just, this one has been on my mind for a while. And I wanted to come back with a bang in Half-Life. Is just definitely that I could I could probably talk about Half Life forever. 
which I'm going to talk about Half-Life forever. As long as I live, Half-Life will be talked about, especially on this podcast. Because I love Half-Life and I love you guys. And I hope you guys listen and you like this podcast. If you do, please let me know. Send me an email. Shoot me a text if you got my number. <laughs> Tell me you had done a good job. Just let me know you're listening. Uh, definitely follow me on Twitter. Just keep following me on Twitter. That's what I want. Follow me on Twitter. But man, this the sheer, just the, the just the third party mods, crazy. It's insane. They hunger. That's that's the one I remember. It was a crazy total conversion of Half Life. Just full the different weapons, different textures. Man, just how much fun did I have playing Half Life? I I don't even know. It's it's crazy. Uh, you should have seen the look on my face when I finally got a 3D accelerator card and, and, and got compared to like seeing my older family members that had, you know, was actual PC gamers and seeing the quality that, that they had direct 3D and OpenGL, stuff like that. It was amazing. I was like, holy crap, what is, what is going on? This game looks so great and runs so smooth. This ain't... This, what does Super Nintendo or PlayStation? This those games look like crap. Nintendo sixty four. You know the the crazy thing is is I I would go to people's houses after I had you know Half Life and seen how amazing it looked in the online experience. Even on dial up, I was on fifty six k playing Half Life Deathmatch, Team Fortress Classic, and Counter Strike. I would go over to somebody's house and they'd be like, let's play this cool game on Nintendo 64. This had to be like 99, 2000. And I know it would go and I come out in 97, but I, I didn't experience it then. But man, it's just, <laughs> I was like, oh, a shooter game with the controller. What is this garbage? And I don't, I can't believe GoldenEye gets more probably more recognized and recognition than Half-Life. And it blows my mind because it's not very good. It's okay. It's okay for a console shooter back in those days. I guess for sure there was nothing like it. But it was garbage compared to Half-Life. Just pure garbage. I know, I know Half-Life's a little older by year. Come out a little later. But it was just garbage compared to anything I'd played. I'd been playing Quake, Half-Life. You want to tell me, really, if you've played Quaker Half-Life multiplayer, you're going to tell me GoldenEye was better. It was better that you could have on one screen, I guess. That was the only thing it had going for it. But man, the things that Half-Life spawned. And you guys here in 2019 might know a little thing that it did spawn. Since they don't make video games anymore, Valve made Steam. One of the biggest gaming platforms out there that they made it like they just quit making half-life games and all games really and they just sell other people's games for money what about that i uh, just just looking at this game it's amazing such an amazing game it really is will we ever see half-life 3 i don't know 
At this point, it's not looking good. I don't even know what they'd make it about. Tune in in a, I, I don't know when, but we'll talk about Half-Life 2 sometime and how good that game is. Because it's great, too. Like, it kind of blows my mind how good that game is. Half-Life. The original Half-Life Planet now doesn't really hold up as well as Half-Life 2 does. It's still a great game. They did remake it. There's a mod called Black Mesa. I think they're supposed to finally finish it this year. Not confirmed, but I'll definitely let people know, and I would definitely buy it. Because I would love to experience Half-Life again in full converted 2019, you know, graphics. Hook up my 1070 here. Get some uh, get some modern graphics on that thing. I mean, you can, I can still play Half-Life Source right now, or have original Half-Life. And there's patches, bomb patches. There's so many mods. Still, so many mods for this game. Oh, just Half-Life 3 is never coming, guys. It's sad. It's sad that Valve doesn't even care. They can't count the three. Oh, just. <laughs> and they made the Source engine, and just they're just like, eh. We don't make games anymore. Man, oh, man. Just Half-Life. Let's reminisce just a little bit more. Just the head crabs. The lasers blowing up. The Barney's falling you around. The scientists that you take, you talk to, and they go put their face into the little eye scanner so you can open the doors. The big explosions. The puzzles. The jumping puzzles. The walking on acid and figuring out, or water and figuring out you probably shouldn't walk in the water. The military that actually has good AI and will shoot you on site. Even the elite agents. You remember those guys? I about forgot about those guys. Half-Life. Just such a great game. Such a great game. I'm going to end it with one more story. And this is going to be a tech support story. So, we'll end it there. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I feel like this is more more of a me format. A little bit, just more about my experiences with stuff and PC, PC gaming related stuff. But back in my young days, when I was 19-ish, I think, I started living my own in a little place named Camargo. And I was going to school at a little sucky school called, I won't say. But anyway, I was just now getting my IT career started. So, uh... I was dating this girl and her aunt lived her aunt or her brother's girlfriend lived or they lived together. I don't know. Anyway, older woman had a house in the city, which was 40 minutes from where I lived. And they said, Oh, we need, we, we need computer help. So I'm thinking, Oh, here I am living by myself. No job going to college broke. I can make some extra cash here because this is going to be my first, you know, with a, you know, family member or friend, my girl, girlfriend at the time's aunt, you know, so if I screw up, I won't feel a little bad. We'll just talk, tell her what's going on. You know, this ain't a, 
professional thing. This is my first going to take care of a virus. Probably I'll get my tools. I got my little CD pack, man. I had everything ready. I was ready. I was ready to take on anything. The XP, I was ready to take on windows XP for sure. Get there. And then, uh, you know, looking back at it now, I know exactly what it was. This WGA activation thing. I didn't have a clue what was going on with this computer at first. I think I finally got on the internet and finally figured out, oh, this is just a WGA activation thing. And I ended up running some tool, took care of it, you know, genuinely activated it. Windows was happy updating, cleaned up their hard drives, defrag, all that cool stuff. Fire scans run, BIM test done. Uh, it took me a while to, you know, do this too. Like I made sure everything was working good. You know, I wanted to do a good job. I was like, oh yeah, the, finally get some extra cash here. And I finally get done. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm done. Hey, uh, finally figured it out. It's all good. And you know, you know, I was sitting there waiting for payment or something. Oh, okay. That's good. I, I think I might have received a hug. And I just trotted on my way out like, son of, I just wasted all my time. I guess I did learn something. But can you believe that? Took advantage of, went out of my way, drove at least 20. It was at least 30, 30, 35 minutes, 40 minutes to this place. I didn't know where I was at. Pretty sure I had to map it out or print it out or something. I don't think I had GPS or anything in these. days. Pretty sure I had to print it out or at least write it down. I think I wrote it down because I don't think I had a printer. I might have had a printer. I think I wrote it down. Made sure I could get there. Map this out. A crappy little car got there, worked on this for an hour plus, get done. Don't get no money. Have to travel back home. Wasted all my gas money. Oh boy. <laughs> the life of tech support and getting took advantage of. And your friends, the family will do it the most. It's not that I don't care. Is that, you know, what is it? Do you? I'm actually getting paid for my time and I didn't get Jack squat for that. Jack Diddley, Jack Diddley squat, but that's it for this week, guys. I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I did making it. Hope you guys enjoy this format a little more. Please let me know at real KY nerd, please download half-life. Please play it. It's worth every penny. It goes on sale on steam. Literally like every second. So you can get it for like $2 a dollar. I'm, I'm surprised they don't even give away for free now. They probably have. I've just always had it. So I don't know. Sure. They probably have. I don't know, but you guys turn in tune in next time. Be sure to add me on Twitter at real nerd. Visit the website, Kentucky nerd.com. I hope you guys enjoyed the full tech podcast. Be sure to like, and share this. Like and share it. Love to hear from you guys. You guys have a good one. A reminder to all Black Mesa personnel. 
Regular radiation and biohazard screenings are a requirement of continued employment in the Black Mesa Research Facility. Missing a scheduled urinalysis or radiation checkup is grounds for immediate termination. If you feel you have been exposed to radioactive or other hazardous materials in the course of your duties, contact your radiation safety officer immediately. Work safe. Work smart. Your future depends on it.